Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 85 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm driven by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we've got the show for you. That's right. That's fucking right. <laughs> How you hanging, man? I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right, man. I'm all right, man. <laughs> just doing consado head. Yeah, I'm balls. Yeah. He's got a little head cold. I'm dying. So the end of the world's <laughs> nearly upon us. I had to take a hot shower and just let the hot water beat on me, man. He's over here. <laughs> what if you've got the vid again? No. No shot. I kill myself. <laughs> Don't say that. Come on, King. Come on, mate. Come on, King. Come on, mate. Pull it back, King. <laughs> No, but I don't know. No shot, man. No way. I don't want it. I mean, I don't, I don't. I'm sure there's some bug catcher out there that's like, yeah, give it to me. But I don't know that most people are like, you know what sounds right? A virus. If it's because I went and saw that concert, I'd be pissed. Probably. Big crowd. Nah, because I was a little stuffy then. I mean, you've been sleeping with the windows open. Huh? You're, well, you had been then. No, no, because it's been getting pretty cold that night, to the point where I'll turn my fan off, so I close the window. Right. Either way. Maybe I just didn't get Either it in way. time. Maybe you just got a little cold, and you're just not able to close Someone's trying to fucking poison me. Like, it's one of two things. You've either got a mild cold, and you just can't hang, or you're on the way out. I think I'm on the way out. Yeah, I know, but you always think that. That's my point. You could have a mild cold and be like, like my you're, time. you're you're quite stereotypically man in that way of like you're just not a good patient when you're sick you're like oh i don't know what to do i'm dying i'm dying Dutch. i just i can't i don't i'm so tired <laughs> i just want to lay down and sleep all day and sleep all day <laughs> yeah you want to do that anyways that's true bro. uh this week I icky. yeah you're always icky too <laughs> this week we read some comic books. What kind of comic books? Horror comic books. What kind? Horror, co- horror comic horror. book. Horror. 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 Oh, horror. Oh, no. The scarecrow, <laughs> they chuck my arms off and they throw them over there. <laughs> Makes you think of uh, From Adventure Time, people will choose Goose. I think it's played by the same voice actor. As the scarecrow, maybe not, but he sounds super <laughs> similar. Pretty sure that man's been dead for about uh, sixty to seventy years. How can he die? He's a scarecrow. I'm not. You burn him. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, he's made of hay. That's true. He'd li- he'd go up like a candle. Birthday to me. Yep. Uh, but yeah. So Chris read uh, a single horror comic book because it's a longer hit <clears> of <throat> volume. Yeah. Of it, um, and I read two sm- shorter. Uh, books that were all horror themed and uh, we're going to give our thoughts on them uh, for Halloween yep that's right and then next week well we'll talk about it at the end <laughs> get a little treat huh well, yeah, yeah. Uh? <laughs> loop y'all like French Montana <laughs> we'll loop y'all in so I do have quite a bit in the news so we're going to try and let's speed through this get to moving so uh, I'm not even going to give you the rundown we're just going to start this is all chronological from last week till today which is Monday the whatever today is the 16th so the last week sony confirmed the ps5 slim 
was coming out this holiday season, and uh, people have been dog shitting on it ever since. Because uh, first, I mean, it, there are some neat features to it, but then also there's some stuff that feels not great. So Uh-oh. like, there we go. They did reduce the volume uh, by more than thirty percent and the weight by eighteen uh, percent compared to the previous models. So that's cool that it is genuinely smaller, right? Because mm-hmm. it is a pretty bulky uh, console. It's pretty big. She's a big one. They also are continuing. The, so it's <clears throat> the standard model isn't going to have a disk drive, but it is going to have an attachable disk drive that you can pay for <sighs> if you want, which, I mean, makes sense because, like, I've got the disk drive. So do I. I don't use it much. I do. Sure. But it's not, like, it isn't necessary. And so I could see the default model being there's no disk. You can have a disc if you want. I don't know. I like to have the physical. Yeah, I do too. That's why I got that one. But uh, it also has a one terabyte SSD for internal storage. So that's a, a leg up on this. I believe the the current model has like like maybe 500 five hundred. I think gigs? it's five hundred gig. Um, which on the way the games are going, dude, they're like sixty, seventy gigs a pop. Yeah. So At least. Yeah. Well, what does it Call of one. Duty? I mean, oh, it's like yeah. 150. Well, you figure um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is over 120. Yeah. I just... You know, so some of these games are taking it. You can only have two or three of those in your your set. <laughs> That's your, that yeah. is your storage. Uh, but it does come... Uh, well, it, they did also show a vertical stand that you can buy for it. Uh. But you have to buy the stand. It doesn't just come with the stand. Oh. And so a lot of people have been dunking on that. Because also the picture that they show off is like... Here's them standing upright. Here's the controller. And then down in the bottom right corner, it's like, you know, vertical stands sold separately. You know what I mean? And so a lot of people have been dunking on that. Um, and, you know, it, it is, it does seem like it's like, oh, this is what PlayStation kind of just does now is they release a console. And then a little while later, they go, yeah, we improved it. Here's like the 1.5. Right, know? right. And so it, it does feel a little iterative, but maybe it'll be. I mean, but arguably um, Xbox does the same thing. Sure. I'm not saying they don't, but PS5 is who's in the news right now. That's why PC is the master race. Oh, Christ. Don't <laughs> don't, don't, don't start this. But, I mean. Come on now. Come on. Let's use our head. Let's just, did you say let's use our head? Yeah, let's use let's our head. Let's just think it through Come here. Come on. on now. Come on now. Uh, in other news, James Gunn, uh, there was a report from Variety that uh, none of the uh, Batman v Superman or Justice League stars will be returning to reprise their roles in, his, in, in James Gunn's DCU. So that means they're some, all out. He's got to make up some ground. So that means... You know, Jason Momoa is Jason Momoa is not there as Good. Aquaman. Good. Fuck, relax. <laughs> why, why do you hate Jason Momoa? What did he do to you? He just It's not good. Like, he the films. my wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, he took my girl, man. <laughs> I took that to heart, bro. Yeah, I took that personally. Yeah. Um, to no Jason Momoa, no Ezra Miller, no Gal Gadot, no Henry Cavill, no Ben Affleck. They're all not in it. That's cool. Now, the, the like asterisk is that it does say will not reprise their roles. There's been a lot of leaks and rumors that Jason Momoa is in talks to play uh, Lobo, who's kind of like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say he's like Deadpool, but he's like Deadpool in the kind of zany... Uh, way and he's uh, looks like a big buff pale biker in some versions. Some version he's lanky, but the version that I picture Jason Momoa playing is the big buff like space biker basically. Okay, who like has chains and shit as his weapons and 
uh, is kind of insane and drives around the galaxies being a, a wild motherfucker. So that sounds pretty fucking dope. Yeah, like I'm cool with that. Yeah, and I could see James Gunn going. You know what I want to do, <laughs> Lobo. And honestly, hate to say it, Jason Momoa, you could be the guy because they've kind of played uh, Aquaman as like he's a wild and zany guy, you know. And it's like I don't know. He's if really that's... not right, and it's like I don't know if that fits. But Jason Momoa is good at being like I'm having a good time and I'm out there. Yeah. Put him in, and he's a big fucking lug. You know what I mean? Um, he just needs to be a little more intimidating. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, also, he doesn't have to put it in his voice to be intimidating, let's be honest. No. You know what I mean? If that guy came up to you and very politely went, hey, buddy, how about you cut that out? You'd still be like... I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You'd be like, yes, sir. I'm like, what you trying? You trying to scrap? <laughs> He's just you trying try to get my fucking wallop? <laughs> you fucking wallop? You wallop? You're done. First of all, you're boring. Yeah, first off, you're boring. Uh, but no, so that I did go, oh shit, they're, that's official. They are all out. So, cut them. Safe. Uh, yeah. I think that's a right I, move, I, I James I did skip Gunn. out on the, on the one asterisk there. Lobo is a bounty hunter. His style just reminds me of a biker. He's not literally a space biker. Oh. Um. <laughs> no, I don't really care <laughs> yeah, for it as much what, anyway. Actually, yeah. Actually. Not good now. I want to see if I can... Fl- shine. <laughs> Words. I want to see if I can find you a picture of Lobo. I'm sure at the, you know, this wonderful thing called technology. <coughs> hey, how about you stop that? I don't care if you are sick. I don't want to hear that shit. All right. It's like you're taking a test in school. <laughs> it's like, shh, I'm sick. Shh. Shut up. Oh, yeah, Jason Momoa I mean, could come play. On now, yeah. yeah, that's Jason Momoa. Man. Yeah, he's got a stogie in his hand. Yeah, you pale him up. Come on now. Yeah, got a big honking cigar. He's got, like, he'll have spiked to trim, bracers. He'll have to trim down the beard. Yeah, which I'm sure he's fine with. You know, just cut this and leave the... Or they could just go, you know what, Lobo's got a beard. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's integral. I want to see Jason Momoa without a beard. <laughs> just, have you ever seen Rhett McLaughlin without a beard? From Rhett McLaughlin. Yeah. He's haunting. got a mole. Haunting. He's got a mole on his upper lip. He's got lip. no chin. Uh-uh. He just, his face just... Cuts. Slopes it's like a in. square. Yeah. Not even. It's soft. It's just... <laughs> looks like he's in an accident and lost the bottom half of his face <laughs> when he doesn't have a beard. That's, That's so fucked up. Yeah. He doesn't like it either. Uh, so we kind of talked about this personally, and I read you the article from Hollywood Reporter. Daredevil Born Again has been... Not canceled, but basically completely restarted. They scrapped it, uh, fucking fired uh, the writers. And this is part of a bigger shuffle at Marvel Television that, like we were talking about when we were reading this article personally, just makes sense. Uh, A few things happened. So first of all, uh, this is from the the article uh, on The Hollywood Reporter. Sources say that the writers Corman and Ord crafted a legal procedural that did not resemble the Netflix version known for its action and violence. This is talking about Daredevil still. Saying that uh, Cox, who, who plays Charlie, or who plays <laughs> Charlie, his name's Charlie Cox, who plays Matt Murdock, uh, didn't even show up in costume until the fourth episode. Uh, Marvel, after greenlighting the concept, found itself needing to rethink the original intention of the show. So this is one of those things where I think the strike may have saved this show in that they had a long enough pause to look at the footage that had been shot and go, Woof. Yeah, <laughs> this is not good. good. 
Um, and like I said, this is part of a larger systemic issue uh, inside Marvel Television where they weren't running it like television. They were running it like movies, but wanting to make television. Yeah. And they're kind of learning the hard way that they're just two different things. You know, they work. don't, it doesn't translate that way. Where like they weren't doing piloting, which is where, you know, they pay you and I $100,000 or, or whatever, you know, here's this much money, make a pilot, write a pilot, we'll read it if we like it, we'll give you another smaller budget to film it. Then we'll go, okay, yeah, we like that. Yeah. Here's, take it to series. Which, that's another thing. They just didn't have showrunners. Which is like a writer who's driving the train going, here's you know, here's his room of writers, so the writer's room. He's got the vision. Let's go this direction with it. What do you guys think? Let's work together on this. And he can make creative decisions. Uh, and they just didn't have that. Uh-uh. They'd have like a quote-unquote writer and a director of the show. And then that was kind of the the process, um, and, and that led to issues on um, She Hulk. Where, uh, let's see here. I was trying to see the exact phrasing of it, but basically, uh, but basically, it sounded like one of the two got let go, either the director or the writer. I believe it was the writer, and then the director was left to kind of keep the creative direction moving. Holy smokes, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, you want me to direct. And essentially write without writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, well, that's not great. And so now they're basically going, okay, we're starting over. We're going to hire showrunners. We're going to build writer's rooms. We're going to shop pilots. We're going to do this like television. And they're hiring in television executives to Good. run the Marvel television as television. Good. Um, and so hopefully they're able to salvage Daredevil, you know, start over. Because they still have the option to keep stuff that they thought worked. You know, because I don't think it was like all four episodes were just start to finish shit. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just they got into it and went, this isn't what we wanted it to be. Yeah. Let's start over. But like I said, they still got the option to keep stuff that worked. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of helps that, okay, well, they've got more. The uh, actors are still on strike. That's going to be our next thing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so they've still got time to, to put together a writer's room, get to writing, and hopefully work out a deal with the actors that by the time the actors come back, they can get to to work on on what's next you know um and that'll actually come together as good television because lately it ain't been uh ain't been the greatest Mm-mm. figure you and i skipped out entirely on secret invasion, secret invasion so oops whoops <laughs> and it sounds like we weren't alone <laughs> uh like i kind of teased there the sag after strikes their talks came to a halt so a couple weeks ago they returned to the table between the uh the studios and the actors. And uh, apparently this time it was the studios that walked away from the table that basically they just refused to counter the last offer from SAG-AFTRA. And so they're kind of at a standstill again where the actors will just continue to strike and hopefully they'll come back to the table. And it sounds like, you know, sounds like a broken record. AI would not budge. The studios would not budge on AI. Yeah. That they wanted to use, uh, you know, likenesses and voices and things like that in perpetuity, and the actors are saying no, yeah. you know. And uh, the actors also talked about, uh, I think it was two percent uh, streaming revenue, uh, like I think it was like it ends up being fifty four cents per subscriber per. It might have been per month or per year or something like that, but that was roughly how the math worked out. Was that was the kind of cut that the actors wanted as like their. Um, uh, 
I can't residuals essentially. You know, how do you find residuals from streaming? Because it's not the same as right. old old fashioned television. And they looked at a two percent bump basically um, as like, hey, let's let's do that. And the fucking executives were like. <laughs> You greedy pigs <laughs> from their golden towers, you know. Right. Um, the the quote here says that the uh, <clears throat> negotiations between the AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA have been suspended after SAG-AFTRA uh, presented its most recent proposal on October 11th. This is from the SAG-AFTRA. Uh, after meaningful conversations, it is clear that the gap between the AMTPT, uh, AMPTP and SAG-AFTRA is too great and conversations are no longer moving us in a productive direction. Uh, they didn't reveal any details about the negotiations, but uh, SAG has since claimed that the studios are using bully tactics, um, as well as presenting an offer that was less than what was proposed before the strike even began. Wow. So they basically came back lower than they'd started. Yeah. As kind of like a fuck you tactic. You know, how about less since you wanted to go on strike? You know, and obviously SAG went, ah, you know, yeah. we're not going to take that deal. Uh, they say it was with, pre- uh, this is the official tweet from SAG-AFTRA. It is with profound disappointment that we report the industry CEOs have walked away from the bargaining table after refusing to counter our latest offer. We have negotiated with them in good faith, despite the fact that last week they presented an offer that was, shockingly, worth less than they had proposed before the strike began. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, the, these companies, this is a quote still, these companies refuse to protect performers from being replaced by AI. They refuse to increase your wages to keep up with inflation, and they refuse to share a tiny portion of the immense revenue your work generates for them. Um, There hasn't really been any official uh, word from the AMPTP, unsurprisingly. Um, They they haven't talked much during any of the strikes. Uh, According to The Hollywood Reporter, though, the issue of revenue sharing has been a major sticking point through the negotiations, um, which, you know, like I kind of talked about, just wanting 2%. Yeah, you know, that's it, man. Uh, they have done the same with AI, claiming to protect performer consent, but continue to demand consent on the first day of employment for use of a performance digital replica for an entire cinematic universe or any franchise project. So if you and I get hired on as, you know, fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledum in sure. Marvel movie 57, we sign a contract right then and there when they hire us on that our, our likeness is, you know, is, is theirs in perpetuity for AI use. And if we refuse, we just don't get a contract. I feel like that's such like a, they can hire you once and then we'll never have to hire you again. Yeah. One of the tactics they talked about using was digitally scanning extras and then reusing them in other projects. That's fucked up. That's that's yeah. And that's, uh, you know, for a lot of actors, extra work is how you get, that's how you get your start. Yeah. It's how you start rubbing elbows, you know, cause you're on these sets, you get to meet people, Talk to someone recognizes you if you're you know, yeah. doing good. Yeah, if you stand out in some way, you know, or you can, you know, a lot of times they'll make the tactic of I want to be an extra on. I'm going to throw out a big name, but you know, I want to be an extra on all of Scorsese's movies if I can, and then through repetition of being seen, that guy likes me, you know, mm-hmm. and he might give me an extra line or an extra role with lines, you right. know, and then you so work your way so up, well. yeah, and you're just getting more recognition with the company. And they're kind of eliminating the need for extras. Um, the companies are using the same failed strategy they tried to inflict on the WGA, putting out misleading information in an attempt to fool our members into abandoning our solidarity and putting pressure on our negotiators. This is from SAG-AFTRA. But just like the writers, our members are smarter than that and will not be fooled. We stand united and ready to negotiate today, tomorrow, and every day. 
as I said, the AMPTP has not been uh, making statements. So. Chatty about it. So we'll, it, it'll sound one-sided because SAG-AFTRA only benefits from people hearing about it, and the AMPTP obviously doesn't. So right. they're not, you know, they're, they are speaking from a losing standpoint in it's the pretty, public eye. Pretty bold that uh, they threw out that kind of offer. Especially after they gave the writers a deal. Yeah. You know, mm. they basically, yeah, it's a strange thing where, like, they already showed their hand that, like, turns out a strike will work. Right. And then to go, how about less? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and then no. like, yeah, no, how about we just stay on strike? Right. And you guys still can't make your fucking stuff yeah. because you've right. been without writers for how long? And, and now you're without, <laughs> you know, doesn't matter what you write. You can't shoot it. Yeah, I, said, I wouldn't be surprised if they start losing money here soon. Probably not. That's the problem. How long do you, th- how long do you think it would take until they stopped? Generating revenue from new movies coming out. I don't know. I mean, I'm I don't I don't have a great answer, but I I don't know. Probably they're worried about next year already, which is why they delayed films from this year to next year, because they're like, well, we're not going to have stuff to put out next year, right? So we need to put stuff out next year, right? So if the stuff they're putting out next year doesn't make money, that's when I think they really start to get worried and tighten the belt. But I don't see a strike lasting that long because they don't want to find out if it hurts or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you figure the writer's strike went for, what would we say, 150 days, basically. Mm-hmm. The actors have been on strike for about maybe a month or two less than that. So they might have another month or two of no actors, you know. I bet you what the uh, companies are trying to do is trying to Push wait them off till the holidays. Well, I'm... I'm thinking they're trying to push them off until the writers are done, right? Because they go, well, we can hold out all day, and we're not going to change the deal because yeah. we can't even make anything yet. Right. So they're probably sitting there like, hey, we'll fucking lowball you, and then when we don't come back, right? And you guys are like, oh, right. are you guys going to make a deal? And we're like, nah. Like, it's either that, take it or leave it, because the writers are still writing, so they have the time. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the writer's writing is only a loss of money for them. Because they're sure. paying the writers to write no, uh, right. something that they can't make. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with. I, I'm saying. I bet you that's how the companies are seeing it. I'd be surprised if that's their strategy. I think their strategy is the actors need the money more than the writers, and they're starving, and they'll take any deal to get off the street striking. You know. You and, and I should just make a filming company. Why does Why does every talk like this turn into? You know, we could just do this <clears throat> because if we did it, think about how we, much we are the money. Bad, we are the meme of. Two white dudes with a podcast. Yeah. You know, it's like not everybody should have access to a microphone, you uh-uh. know, because we just get not to talking us. about shit, act like we know what we're talking about. And then you just go, you know what? Actually, it makes me think of the there was a statistic where some I don't remember the numbers. I'm not going to come up with any, but some stupid number of men polled believed they could land a, pl- a plane. No, I <laughs> you know what I mean? Where they're, like, right. they're like, I mean, it can't be that hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's such a man mentality to be like. I could not land a plane. It'll think it looks, it's a spaceship, bro. Yeah, like, Seeing all know, the flicks and the, switches the and pilot, stuff. The pilot loses consciousness. The you know the flight attendants yell back, hey, who, who can, can land, land this thing? Plane? You're like, bingo, that's me. And you just step in there. <laughs> boom. <laughs> Looking at the, you know, some 200 instruments on the fucking dash going, <sighs> All right, which one of these goes down? You know, <laughs> like what? Let's ease up on the throttle. Yeah, <laughs> swerves hard to the right. But yeah, that's you. No, is the men? No, for some reason that's the only thing that you don't think you can do. Land? Yeah, I couldn't land a plane. Couldn't land a helicopter. 
But by God, I could start my own I could start film a, house. I could, man. What would we call it? OPP film house? Yeah, <laughs> you know me. You know me. So, uh, DC, uh, the imprint, uh, the comic company, actually is bringing out Elseworlds again. Which Elseworlds, it's like their what if. Yeah. Where they go, here's a limited run comic of, you know. What is it? So, the, the... probably one of their most famous ones is Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, which is like Victorian Batman who's chasing uh, Jack the Ripper. And that's a pretty good one. What about the the Batman who laughs? Uh-huh. Joker who laughs. Yeah, the Batman who laughs, yeah. And then you've got um, Red uh, Superman Red Sun, which is what if Clark Kent had landed in the Soviet Union instead, <laughs> of, instead <laughs> of in Kansas. Yeah, that'd be fucking fun. Um, and, you know, Just he's a basically, fucking You know, because part of you know, he's, he's, he believes in, you know, this, that, and the American dream, you right, know what I mean? The American right. way. And it's like, yeah, but what if he didn't have those quote-unquote good American values of the 50s, you know what I mean? And he instead landed in the Soviet Union. Prost! <laughs> and you just got a villain Superman. So to tie it in, one of the they announced six comics, uh, six new series, and one of them is Gotham by Gaslight, the Kryptonian Age. And so it's basically going to be a continuation of Gotham by Gaslight, where uh, it's going to start bringing in more 19th century um, DC heroes as Gotham by Gaslight Batman assembles the Justice Ooh, League in that like world. Victorian yeah that'd be pretty cool yeah that's, not, that's pretty dope that's pretty cool yeah I just I like you should read Gotham by Gaslight yeah I like steampunk-esque shit yeah and it's kind of got that vibe because yeah. it's it's Victorian Batman so it's a gadget guy in that time right hunting Jack the Ripper I gotta get both yeah. of those uh, the other one here that I, I got a kick out of, because it's like, it sounds like not the same idea, but it sounds like they were in the same brainstorm. Uh, Batman the Barbarian. That one sounds cool. Uh, and it's literally uh, Batman as uh, a wandering barbarian in a medieval version of the DCU. That'd be fucking dope. Yeah, and take a look at him here. It was like, I don't know if this is a cover art or concept art. If he doesn't look like He-Man. Well, a bit. <laughs> fucking sword and uh-huh. torch that looks pretty cool uh dark knights of steel all winter this is uh apparently a spin-off of tom taylor's medieval fantasy series dark knights of steel um didn't read that one it's another elseworlds uh but this one focuses on deathstroke who's a batman oh, villain yeah, yeah. uh and inspired by norse myths all winter sees deathstroke wandering a frozen wasteland and reluctantly becoming a protector of the innocent rather than a remorseless mercenary and he looks pretty badass, too. Check it. That's Batman? No, that's Deathstroke. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, where? He looks pretty cool. I like his fucking helmet still. Mm-hmm. He's got hanging out with his beard. Yeah. He's using an axe. You know, hand axe. Uh, let's see. Green Lantern Dark. Um, so this takes place uh, in an alternate universe where evil has ravaged a sunless Earth. Ooh. And a new Green Lantern has emerged as the only remaining hero. But she goes missing just as humanity needs her most. And then Batman Nightfire. There's a lot of Batman. Yeah. It's almost like he's their most popular hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see here. This is a story set in a world where Batman harbors a secret so important that he would rather allow Gotham to burn down than let the truth be known. Oh, wow. DC hints that the series also deals with, the, with Batman potentially traveling to the past to rewrite his present. So whatever the secret is, it's worth going back in time to change as far as he's concerned. Hmm. And then DC versus vampires, World War V. 
So this is a sequel to the original DC vs. Vampires. Uh, it takes place at a time when humanity is beginning to restore sunlight to a vampire-ravaged world. Unfortunately for these survivors, an undead Barbara Gordon emerges as the latest and greatest threat to humanity's survival. So she's Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quote is, Out-of-continuity stories have always been a pillar of DC publishing, granting creators the ability to explore all the wild corners of the DC universe. Uh, we're excited to bring a whole new slate of titles under the Elseworlds banner in 2024, combining some all-new titles from top storytellers, as well as sequels from the current DC line that fit that same out-of-continuity aesthetic. Uh, I love Elseworlds. Like I said, Gotham by Gaslight is pretty dope. Uh, and so I'm definitely excited for, like, especially... I mean, it's all it's all gonna be Batman, basically. Yeah. Like, I'm not that interested in the Green Lantern because Green Lantern's never been one of my characters that I like too He's much. He's mid. Yeah. Oh my god. Makes me think of the Schwartz. May the Schwartz be with ya. Merchandising. Spaceballs, the lunchbox. <laughs> uh, I guess maybe, maybe DCV vampires. That would sound pretty cool. Yeah. But, like, I'm definitely interested in Gotham by Gaslight, the Kryptonian Age, yeah. and uh, Dark Knights of Steel all yeah. winter. Yeah. And Batman the Barbarian. Just, I like me some Batman. I don't know what to tell you. <clears throat> well, so uh, it's official. Microsoft uh, has acquired Activision Blizzard. It's finally, it's finished. It's done. They now own Activision. Mm-hmm. Uh, for $69 billion it went through. <laughs> Uh, so, How does Microsoft not have a fucking monopoly? Because uh, Sony still exists in Nintendo. It's true. Yeah, they're getting there, man. Uh, most most large industries turn into an oligopoly, which means very few running everything. Yeah. And yeah, and it still ends up being not consumer friendly because your options are: do you give Sony six hundred dollars for a console or Microsoft five fifty nine? You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, well, either way, you're getting. Raked over the coals. Yeah. Um, nothing major out of that. I just, it's, that whole thing is done. It's kind of been up in the air for a while with them having to get clearance through Europe and the United States, the FTC and all that. And there's been some tossing back and forth where they go, well, now we want to look at that. No, now we want to look at that. It's now officially finalized and they, they own Activision. Close the deal. Uh, so that was, what's wild is there's a lot of um, like things that for me are synonymous with PlayStation that are now owned by, Microsoft, like Crash Bandicoot is owned by Microsoft now because Sony never officially owned what? Crash Bandicoot. Activision published the original Crash Bandicoot. They hold that that license. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And so this, you know, you figure there's PlayStation ads where he was their mascot. Yeah. And now he is owned by Xbox. Yep. That's wild. Um, Let's see. Way to get fucking dunked on, bro. (laughs) Showed their ass. Obviously, World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Starcraft, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is an Xbox game now. Spyro the Dragon is another PlayStation game to me uh, that is now an Xbox game. Uh, Guitar Hero. And apparently, they were already talking like, how about we bring back Guitar Hero? I'm like, fuck. I love Rock Band 4. And I love the Guitar Hero games. Guitar Hero is good. I'm like, fuck, could they bring back Guitar Hero? Am I going to have to get an Xbox? (laughs) Or they figure out how to make it for the PC, but I don't think it'd be fun for the PC. It's a part. It's a. There's a. Uh, there's this thing that you can do. You can get. It's like, it's basically Guitar Hero for the PC, and it's kind of got gu- the uh, Guitar Smith, or something to that effect. No, it's something weird. But like you can hook up 
an actual guitar. The no the guitar like hero uh-huh. uh plugins and stuff and it'll yeah. work. Yeah. But it's just like all the original guitar hero songs, but then like every song there is. Right, yeah. Just all songs. Yeah. Uh let's see here. We got a of the official trailer for Invincible Season Two. Yes. Uh which we just watched there. Yes. Uh looks pretty dope. Gas. Uh, I did like that they didn't show us Omni Man except for I think it was him in one shot where it looks like he's just flown out to a black hole. Yeah, and it looks like he's just kind of staring at the black hole. Where I'm like, I wonder if he's thinking about just flying into it. You know what I mean? But he's like flown to other. Well, like it's just a portal, but yeah, he's the interdimensional travel. Yeah, when he goes to the fucking, uh, I can't think of what their race is, but he just completely wipes out their. Their entire species yeah. in, in like, oh, you yeah. know, what was it like a couple of days? Yeah, something like that. But for on Earth, it was only like an afternoon. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he, he like, comes he back, back and he's, he's got, got grayer like, hair and a beard, <laughs> a full beard. Yeah, and he's like, I need a shower. <laughs> like, oh my God, how long were you gone? Yeah, Earth is not yours to conquer. Yeah, because it's his. It's his. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fuck. Dude. And, yeah. <laughs> Invincible, so fucking good. Yeah, and we got the little tag at the end, like they always do, where. For some reason, Mark is addressing Earth in a very like authoritative, authoritative way. conquering way. Yeah, and where he says, "If you think you can stop us, just remember I'm." And then it does the splash, <laughs> invincible, invincible. You know, like they do every episode. You I know? like that. Though. I do too. Yeah. Uh, cool kind of reminds me of Barry in in a, in a way. You yeah. know, <laughs> and it's just always that short, brief little. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Except Barry. for like most of the last episode or season, none of the last season has the music. I had no music. Uh uh-uh. uh. Barry was a good ass show. It was. Uh, it got hairy at the end. I was. I just saw a clip on TikTok mm-hmm. of uh, the scene where what's his name? Um. He did the mockumentaries with him. Oh yeah, fucking. Uh, oh shit. Fred Armisen. Yeah, Fred when Armisen. he's the assassin and his yeah. hand blows up with a pen gun. Dude, he's just he's sweating just like nobody's sh- fucking business. Yeah, he's looking at the ceiling. Goes, yeah. That guy's here to kill that me. That guy's here to kill me. He's, yeah. What are you talking about? He's with it. I thought he was with you guys. No, I thought he was with yeah. you guys. And he runs up to shoot him with a pen and just. This is fucking Cristobal. <laughs> blows his fucking blows hand his up. Blows his hands he's, up. <laughs> standing there bleeding out. And then the sniper <laughs> drops down through the ceiling after. Uh, because the sniper kills everybody in the room, and Barry grabs a gun off of one of the guards yeah. and shoots him until he dies, and he's just hanging in the cords and shit. <laughs> and then he escapes <laughs> prison and goes and lives in Texas for a um, while. Yeah, like what? Like years? nine years, yeah. yeah. A decade. Yeah. Damn. Wild shit. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> for real, for real. We'll get the long way. The long way. So, uh, yeah, fucking Invisible says season two looks dope. Uh, we got fucking Sterling K. Brown playing uh, a villain who can access all dimensions. And I do think that if I remember correctly from what I've heard, I haven't read all of it. Invincible, the, the, the books, do eventually lean into like a dimensional war. Oh, wow. So I wonder if that's... The lead up. The, yeah, this guy is going to kind of be a, a player in that. Hmm. Uh, we see, I can't think of, again, I can't think of the character's name, but, uh, Seth Rogen's alien, uh, <laughs> traveling back to his yeah. home world to tell him like, Hey, I hey. found a Viltrumite who is not, who's pretty uh, cool. Fucking megalomaniac, yeah. you know? 
and it seems like maybe they're skeptical, understandably, yeah. considering all they know of the Viltrumites is that they took their home world. Uh, so. Oh, I thought you were going to blow. I was waiting for you. It's going to blow. Uh, in the same vein there, the main vein, uh, Omni-Man, we got to see some of his gameplay yeah. for Mortal Kombat 1, uh-huh. which is a shame that Mortal Kombat 1 is apparently not very good, but uh, I mean, it's Mortal Kombat, yeah. you know. There's good, there's bad. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. But he does look pretty dope. It does. His fucking... I like that a lot of his combat is moves that we've seen him use where it's like, oh yeah, that is how Omni-Man fights, and that it's not just... that's He's just fighting people. I mean, that he's not just a skin... You know what I mean? I mean, like... And they got J.K. Simmons to voice them. That is true. I am very excited for that. But they could do stuff that they didn't show in the show, but is very much like a... Yeah, he'd do that. Because like, yeah. he slices that guy in half. Yeah. Well, right? and we and didn't necessarily him over see the counter. That's true. I know. think something like that would be cool if he took his hand and like... He just sliced you. Yeah. Just karate chops you in half, essentially. Dude. You figure he... Um, you get to see the the subway. There's one of the fatalities. You just you're just standing there, getting ran through or being pushed through a getting train. train ran on getting you. a train. <laughs> getting ran through by a train. Huh? Pardon. Hmm. Huh? Yo. And then uh, uh, we do see like the the Mark beat down. We just yeah. got him pinned against the rock, Mark. beating his Dirk. face in. Just hammer fists him. Yeah, and then we get to see him crushing. Uh, very red, uh, I almost said red mist, red blur uh, style. Yeah, yeah. I do wish that the person would still be like punching him in the chest. You that know? would be cool. That would as, be super as cool. Crushing their head. And you get the eye popping and everything. Dude, the red blur was fucking him up. Yeah, yeah. That's why he went for him first. Yeah, first, just because he was the most He's the powerful. one that could do it. As long as he was in play. Because <laughs> even if he just ran defense like he was doing, mm-hmm. moving people out of Omni-Man's way. Like, yeah. he just, he still has the advantage on him. Yeah, because he can keep them alive long enough to stop him. Because you figure, fucking, uh, I can't think of her name, but Immortal and... Uh, Valkyrie? No, something like that, but I don't think it's Valkyrie. Um, we'll call it Valkyrie. Yeah, we'll call her Valkyrie. Uh, we're fucking him up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, when the Martian wrapped itself around him yeah. and had him pinned down, yeah, they were like, beating his ass. Something's got to be controlling him. And he goes, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's either him or us. Yeah. And, and she's, she's like, like, I, I choose, choose us. us. And they just start beating the shit out of him. Walloping. Yeah. They walloping on him. <laughs> and then he does just <laughs> kill the Martian by just ripping his face off. Yep. Uh, dude, fucking Darkwing. Yeah, when he just... grabs him by the foot, just... <laughs> Darkwing always makes me think of Darkwing Duck. <laughs> what is that? He was like basically Batman, but in the duck, Rubber DuckTales type. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's see. I did want to talk about this because it is noteworthy. Taylor Swift for the Eras Tour uh, made $96 million over the weekend box office and was distributed outside of major studios. So like, they, you know, she didn't have sony distributing or anything like that she just made a deal with amc and went here's the finished product and well. amc put it in theaters which means she's getting a larger cut of that uh that ticket you know yeah. what i mean yeah as opposed to paying the studio then the studio paid her <sighs> Shit, it's just amc takes their cut then they pass it on to her i'm sure you know all the people that made it gets paid and then mm. she gets paid for being the talent um and you figure pre-sales were so successful that beyonce 
is now doing the same thing with her um, Renaissance tour. Uh, you know, it's going to be in theater, I think, in December. And so I wonder if we'll see like a resurgence of, I mean, it's a it's an untapped place. And if you've got the state of ticket prices right now where because of resales, you can't get tickets and scalpers and things like that, this is viable. You figure Morgan and I went and saw this over the weekend. And like I told her, honestly, the trade-off being you don't get the experience of being there live, right? But you get the best seat in the house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all the shots where you're following her on stage, you're tracking with her, you know. And it was one of her shows. Uh, it was her Las Vegas or Los Angeles show mm-hmm. just recorded yeah. uh, with cameras like lining the stage and things like that. And so like you effectively got front row seats to the concert yeah. as opposed to having, you know, $1,700 seats that are technically behind the stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'm like, that's a pretty decent trade off. Yeah, like you saved a lot of money. Didn't get to see it in person live, you know, get the experience of being there, but you got to see the show, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and it was kind of a weird atmosphere. I'm not a big fan, so it wasn't like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, spiritual experience for me. But uh, it seemed to be for the others. Uh, it gave, uh, I've seen some videos that are very midsummer of people like ringing around the rosy. Naturally. <laughs> singing and dancing. And I'm like, oh, word. <laughs> I just, I did see a meme that was like, hey, if you're going to go see uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, don't like see it during the week. Because Taylor, I think the show's only shown on the weekends. So just imagine being in Killers of the Flower Moon and just next door you can just hear fucking, look what you made me do. <laughs> what the fuck? Please. So you just got it bumping and you've got a bunch of white girls just... Uh, yeah. I will say that the, the theater was unsurprisingly Caucasian and unsurprisingly female. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, almost disappointingly so. You know, where I was like, hmm, you don't want to be confirmed. And then you come in there and go, yep, this looks about right. Yeah, it's about white. Yeah, basically. You know, it's a shame, but... And there were a lot of uh, late teens to early 30s. You know, it was right in that pocket. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, all things considered, it was a good show. I mean, it did exactly what it was meant to do. Uh, Morgan was beside herself, uh, as well as the other uh, <laughs> Caucasian uh, people there. Uh, and uh, it was... Uh, Successful, I suppose. I do just think it's interesting that, like I said, $96 million and there was no studio involved. Yeah, that's that, nuts. That's fucking crazy. Uh, so she made a healthy amount of money last weekend. Uh, and then this news comes out today that we're recording on the 16th. Bethesda's Pete Hines, who has been a part of Bethesda Softworks for 24 years as their uh, I believe right, he's their like head of marketing. Um, he's the head of publishing for Bethesda. Uh, he has announced his retirement. Oh, no. <laughs> this is not how it was supposed to go. Uh, no, oh. so Bethesda put out a, a statement saying, Pete Hines, SVP, head of publishing for Bethesda Softworks, has announced his decision to retire. Pete's public presence was only a small part of his role at Bethesda, although the way he represented us carried over into the uh, the values he nurtured here, authenticity, integrity, and passion. Uh, his contributions have been integral in building Bethesda and its family of studios into the world-class organization that it is today. His vision helped push us forward, and his hard work inspired us. We're thankful for his 24 years of leadership and wish him the best in this next chapter. We'll miss you, Pete. But, I mean, a lot of people affectionately call him Uncle Pete, because like when he comes out to do press and stuff, he just comes out wearing like, you know, a t-shirt, maybe a denim jacket every time, and just like no, 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 not a blazer, (laughs) like 
a denim jacket. You know what I mean? He's wearing like this. Right, right, Or right. a t-shirt and some jeans. And it's just like a guy who in the later, you know, in the last 10 years has had some gray in his temples and is just like, this is a pretty fucking cool game, guys. Check this out, you know? Check out Doom Eternal, you know? Yeah. And that was his thing. Um, he was kind of like the, um, you know, not, not anywhere near as impactful, I think, historically, but he was kind of like the Steve Jobs of Bethesda mm-hmm. of like, he comes out in his t-shirts and turtleneck, or you know, in his t- his tennis shoes and turtleneck, and wows the crowd with his salesmanship. You right. Know? Um, and so Pete Hines did post a statement himself saying, "After 24 years, I've decided my time at Bethesda Softworks has come to an end. I am retiring and will begin an exciting new chapter of my life, exploring interests and passions, donating my time where I can, and taking more time to just enjoy my life." This was not a decision I came to easily or quickly, but after an amazing career culminating in the incredible launch of Starfield, it does feel like the time is right. Um, this is certainly not goodbye by any means. My love of Bethesda and its people has never wavered, and I will never stop being part of this incredible community we have grown. Thank you to the hundreds and thousands of fans I've gotten to meet and talk to over the last 24 years. Your energy, creativity, and support has been such a big part of my journey. I look forward to experiencing the next part of my adventure alongside you. Working with the amazing people, teams, and the studios at Bethesda has been uh, the greatest experience of my life. I'm incredibly proud of everything we've done together, and I'm genuinely excited to see what the amazing things, uh, what amazing things they will create next. Love you guys, Pete. Aww. Yeah, that's all right. that is hard when you've got somebody that is a public figure, especially for the company, Pete. where it's like now they've got that weird thing of like, you know, from a public standpoint, his presence will be missed, yeah. you know? Where the next time you see Bethesda, uh, you know, it ain't, him. it ain't him. Yeah. And you're like, I do. I do miss Pete. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you got to find the next guy. Uh, you figure Todd Howard kind of does that, too, with um, like Fallout. And he did a lot for Starfield and things like that. And I did notice that Pete was less involved uh, with the Starfield stuff. But a lot of times if you have a live presentation, it was Pete. And so yeah. I think that's where you'll see it. Um, but who knows, man? Uh, I just thought that is a big uh Actually, big news in the fact that it came out today while I was looking. It was like the, the article was minutes old when I found it. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to mention was uh, fucking <laughs> Zach Efron being absolutely yoked, yoked. for uh, the Iron Claw, which is a film he is in as uh, I didn't pull up the synopsis, but it's a true story of a family of wrestlers uh, in. It looks like maybe the 70s or 80s. Yeah. Uh, let me pull it up here. In the trailer, the one part where Zach Efron's standing there, and he's like, some of you may die. <laughs> but uh, that's a sacrifice I'm, I'm willing, willing to, to make. make. Uh, it says, it's the true story of the inseparable Von Erich brothers who make history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 80s. So, yeah, early 80s. Uh, through tragedy and triumph under the shadow of their domineering father and coach, the brothers see larger-than-life immortality on the biggest stage in sports. Your brother-in-law would probably eat that shit up. Yeah, my brother-in-law fucking loves professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I think it looks pretty good. No, I think it looks good. I'm um, not that big in wrestling, but yeah. I think that looks yeah, like it well, looks good. Because um, you figure... I will say lately, and we can talk about this because yeah. I'm... I don't have anything for Chris's Credit Corner, but I yeah. do got a lot I've been thinking about. Yeah. But don't let me forget UFC, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which, I, yeah, we'll talk about more about it. Continue. Let's talk about that. Uh, Jeremy Allen White is in uh-huh. it as well from um, fucking uh-huh, the cooking show that I like. What the fuck is it called? Binging with Babbage. No, 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 no. Uh, Hell's <laughs> Kitchen. No, stop. Be helpful or don't. Uh, Haunted Hotels. 
Yes, that's the one. <laughs> Hotels, di- what is it? Diners, dives, and drives. <laughs> No, drives hey, in and dives. Put some respect on that name, bro. Fuck that guy. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. Guy Fieri can lick my taint. Whoa. He's from Columbus. I'll fucking take him to Flavortown. How about that? <laughs> lick my ass, Guy Fieri. No, anyways. He made Flavortown. We need to make the entire state of Ohio just Flavortown. Uh, no. He, uh, let's see. No. Fucking Jeremy Allen White is from The Bear and uh, Shameless. Uh-huh. He is the one of the brothers in this. Yeah. Is what I was trying to get at. Oh, oh. <laughs> we were way off. Yeah, man. and you're over there going, Gordon Ramsay, uh, fucking. Uh, Why didn't you just say the bear? Because I couldn't think of the bear. I said the cooking show I like, and you were like, Why don't you just say animal? And I'm like, Oh, the bear? Because I couldn't think of the name enough to know it was an animal. <sighs> I knew it was cooking. And I like that your brain naturally was like, Oh, dude, it's Benjamin Babish. I'm like, what the fuck's that got to do with this movie? <laughs> That's your cooking show, bro. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it is. I do like me some Benjamin Babish. Uh, yeah, we, we get to see Zac Efron being the largest I think I've ever seen him be. Well, he looks kind of gross. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's basically in bodybuilder shape. And bodybuilder, the bodybuilder physique is not attractive. Not one to yeah. be trifled with. Yeah, it's, not, it's not attractive. It's terrifying. It invokes disgust because it seems inhuman. Uh, and then, I mean, there is the shame of, like, he did have to have uh, reconstructive surgery. I don't know if you heard that back when, but where he'd had the accident where he busted his face up real bad. I didn't know he busted his face. I thought he just did it. No, 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 no. It's not plastic oh, surgery for cosmetics. It was because he had, like, a facial injury. How did he bust his face? I don't remember. Was it in the movie? No, no, no. It's not in this movie. It's been in the past. Oh, oh. I thought it was maybe it was like from the movie, like <laughs> film the movie. Ugh. No, it's been a while back. He had an accident and had to have reconstructive surgery on his jaw and face and stuff. But um, so all things considered, he looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he still looks remarkably the same. You know, it's just he just looks it's a bit just older. Chin and bottom lip, I think that you notice it the most in. But um, a little more squared off. Mm-hmm. I think that hairstyle really did it in too. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great hairstyle, but I'm sure it's what that guy looked like yeah, hairstyle wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, it looks really good. Uh, Dad seems like he's a real piece of work. <laughs> We're like, at, at the fucking breakfast table, he's ranking his sons. Yeah. And then says, but don't forget, the rankings can always change. They can always change. And it didn't feel like ribbing from Dad. You know uh, what I mean? It felt like, I know, Dad. You know yeah, what I mean? I know. I'm like, oof. That's not a great <laughs> fucking living scenario there. <laughs> yeah, I know, Dad. No I can always like fall home. from last. I can always fall from first to last. Yep. Yes, you can, son. Uh, but no, it looks pretty dope. Uh, it comes out December 22nd, so check that shit out. <sighs> a lot of news. I was, man. We're like an hour in. Just about, yep. But granted, there was a pause <sighs> for you to like, get your shit together, too. That's true. That's true. Ready to talk about your comic? Yeah, I'm so ready. All right, you start. Okay. So the comic I read was called Something's Killing the Children. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't remember who it's by. Let me pull that up. <clears throat> yeah, so my comic is called Something is Killing the Children uh, by James Tinian. Um, and then I'm trying to see the... Looks like it's drawn by Werther Deladaria and maybe Mikhail Moreto. Yeah. Yeah, but it is <clears throat> super good. It was uh, digitally released on May 20th of 2020. Um, the synopsis here uh, is... When the children of Archer's Peak begin to go missing, everything seems hopeless. The few children that return alive have terrible stories, impossible details of terrifying creatures that live in the shadows. 
Their only hope is the arrival of a mysterious stranger, one who believes the children and claims who believes the children and claims to be the only adult who sees what they can see. Her name is Erica Slaughter. She kills monsters. And this is all she does, and she bears the cost because it must be done. <laughs> so what'd you think of it? I think it's really freaking dope. I'm not finished yeah. with it. Who picked that out for you? <clears throat> I picked it out. I picked that shit out I for you. I picked it out, bro. I and, read the uh, one. That sounds up Chris's alley. Nah, but it's pretty cool. It's like super, super gory and graphic. Yeah. Like... You seen kids get chopped up and shit? <clears throat> well, there's a scene, there's a, well, scene, there's a section where this monster is breaking into the house, mm-hmm. right, of a parent and yeah. kids, right, and the monster kills the parents, and the yeah. kid's, like, freaking out, like, trying to run, and trying to run away from the monster, and slips going down the stairs, and breaks her arm in half, and you just, she's just holding, holding the, the bone, nub. the nub. Yeah. And it's just like looking at this monster, just somebody help me. Like, oh and then it just god. cuts to black. Yeah. Right? And you're just like, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. And like another one was like, uh, oh, what's his name? I think it's uh, Carl. Because one of the main kids. Carl. Carl. Get back. Um, and he's kind of like the main character. He's how we get introduced in the story. Uh huh. And, uh, he was with uh, his friends, and they were all spending the night, and he was like, you know, down by the ravine, there's a monster, mm-hmm. right? And everyone's like, it is. bullshit, yeah. right? There's no My way. ass, yeah. And he's like, they're all playing truth or dare. And he goes, uh-huh. I dare you guys to go. Yeah, I dare you guys to go. And they all go, and they fall down the ravine, and they all die except for Carl. Goddamn. And so, like, but... It just shows like flashbacks of it. Yeah. And you see like Carl picking up his friend yeah. and he's just severed from the torso down. Right. And he's just like, oh, don't leave me. And it's just like, oh, oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> and then there's one where his head's just split in two and he's just like mumbling nonsense because yeah. he's basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh my God, this kid's just going through that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got to get out of here. That's some battlefield shit. Not yeah. the game, but the actual like being on a battlefield. Yeah. But I mean, it's super good. Yeah. And then we meet uh, Erica Slaughter mm-hmm. and she's really funny and she's like really witty, yeah. but not in like a sarcastic way, but like she's very quick. Like she gets picked up by the cops, uh-huh. right? Cause they're like, you're obviously not What's from the time here. frame on this. Does it seem modern day? Maybe like early two thousands. Okay. Mo- like modern, yeah, you know, modern. So- somewhat. Not, yeah. Right. Because uh, she has like a it's flip. not medieval. No, yeah. she's got like a flip phone. Okay, yeah. All right, <clears throat> but uh, the cops come and pick her up, right? Because they're like, "You're obviously not from around here. You're being yeah. like super sus, yeah. like and stuff. What's going on?" And they're like, "You're she's hanging- a sussy box." <laughs> oh yeah, and but they're like, "You're hanging out with this kid who was the like, kid that only survived." Yeah, you know, because she's like, "What do you know, kid?" Right, and, and they're like, "So what the fuck's going like?" Yeah, what's the story here? Yeah, you the one who killed these kids, and she's like, "Nah." You're going to be getting a call in about three minutes, and it's going to be from someone to say, let me go. Yeah. And then you're going to let me go, and I'm going to solve your problem for you. And yeah. then you'll never see me again. Yeah, I'll disappear. And she, yeah, she's like, I know that's not easy to deal with, deal with, but that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, <laughs> all right. All right. And so, yeah, and she, then it happens. Yeah, and then exactly that happens. So it's just, she's very like, She's thought of everything, yeah. right? Like, even if she does get caught. Yeah, they've done this before. Yeah, it's the yeah. same now. This is what she does. Yeah. It's all she does. That's not a knife. This is a knife. That's a knife. Yeah. 
but no, it's super good, and I, I really want to keep reading it. Yeah. Uh, uh, for it to be classified as a horror comic, is it horrifying at times? Yes. Yeah. The, the amount of gore. Yeah, and especially like violence to children. To chill, like it's just something you don't see, and it's like, oh my god, man! Yeah. Like, yeah, holy shit! Yeah. So I guess maybe that's a trigger warning on this. Yeah, violence to children. <laughs> don't, uh, don't, uh, don't read it if you want to see that, or if you don't want to see that. So I read a book by Celine. Selena. Celine Loop, I think is how you pronounce your last name. L O U P. Um, it is called The Man Who Came Down the Attic Stairs. Um, it was pretty good. It wasn't. Um, the Man Who Came. <laughs> so it's about. Uh, it looks like it maybe takes place in the 50s, maybe the 40s. Okay. Um, and it's a, a young couple who are expecting their first. Uh, and they're, it starts off with them just like, you know, being all lovey dovey, like in a, a field, right? And it's like, oh, it's you, go, you gather that they're hanging out by a house that they're looking at and their realtors and they're talking to the mm-hmm. landowner, the homeowner. And so they're buying the house that they're going to settle down in and have the baby, right? Well, you find out that she is. It's kind of all told in flashback of sorts uh, as she's in therapy uh, and she's talking to her therapist that uh, basically she's been having issues ever since the baby came home. The baby just cries nonstop like it does not stop um, for more than 15 minutes. And so like she started sleeping in the attic, which is where they turned the into the nursery. She's just been sleeping there with the baby because it's easier that way. And her husband hasn't been the same. Like just ever since the baby came, there's something off about him. Uh, like there's a scene where the husband goes up. He's like, "All right, I'm going to get the bolt cutters. I'm going to cut that lock off of the attic door, and that way we can get a look at it and see yeah. if it's going to work for the nurse or whatever." And so she's all right. You know, she's sitting in the chair and she's still pregnant at this point. And he goes up and he, yeah, and then she hears a bunch of like a lot of noise up there, like maybe fighting wrestling and there's a lot of crashing and banging and stuff so she's yelling for him and she comes waddling up to the stairs you know and he's coming down the stairs and for a second like one frame of the book his face doesn't look like a face it almost looks like i don't know it's hard to describe it imagine if the predator's mouth was just its whole head and it's like its face just opened up that way yeah uh and had teeth along each row Mm -hmm. that opened out Almost snout like, yeah. but you know that that length, but then it opens out, um, and she's you know obviously like oh, what the fuck, and it just it looks like her husband again, yeah. and so she's like, are you okay? I heard all that noise, and he's like, what noise? You know, and she goes up there, and there's like a lamp shattered on the ground, and the uh, like a, a a box is all torn open, and you know stuff scattered around, and he's like, oh, I tripped over the damn box, knocked the lamp over, you know. She's like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, whatever, and then her water breaks, you know, and so she starts, oh, God, and that's how you catch up to, yeah, she's, and there's just not been something right about the whole thing ever since, and she's not been sleeping well, and she's kind of feeling a little bit uh, outside of her mind, you know, and uh, you get little hints that maybe she had a violent outburst with, not the baby, but with a, a woman of some kind, because she says something about that she doesn't think that she's safe to take care of the baby, and there's just one frame of her with her hands around a woman's throat. And then, you know, back to her being in therapy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to give full spoilers because it's a really short book and it's free on Comixology. I'm not sure how much it costs. Not I'm a like, sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor or anything. That's just who I use to yeah. read a lot of non-Marvel like Marvel or DC books. Comixology sponsors. Yeah, right, yeah. I think they're owned by Amazon, so. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. <laughs> um, it, it is... Strange. It's definitely I would I would call it like slow burn. It's not especially horrifying, but it does give you that sense it's the of like, yeah, in a sense, it gives you that weird like oh, something's just not right. It's just something not right. 
And it is definitely, um, it kind of reminds me of like a less, less so, but just bear with me. It kind of reminds me of like a, a Babadook or a Midsummer, where it's like, yeah. where it's like, it's a horror movie, but it's not like, a but it's a scare. metaphor for depression. You know right, what I mean? Right. Where she's definitely struggling with postpartum depression. And it's that whole thing of like this motherhood's not easy, especially when your husband's not helping. Uh, and this baby won't stop crying and I just don't know what to do. You know, yeah. and it's that thing of like not knowing if she can even trust what she's seeing and hearing because she's so sleep deprived, um, and you know that that kind of stuff. And it uh, I don't want to give the there there is a, a twist of sorts or like a reveal of sorts that you're like uh, um, that I don't want to give away because like I said it is a really short <coughs> like fifty page book, um, and, and like I said it's it's free on Comicsology so give it a give a it a little poke. whirly gig but I enjoyed it. And because it was so short, I then went over and read something that I've had in my library on on, on Comicology for a while. Uh, fucking 30 Days of Night, which uh, yeah. is written by Steve Niles. And I'm not going to get into the details on this one either, because a lot of people have probably seen the movie uh, that came out in like 2006, maybe 2008. And it is an adaptation of the book. Um, and actually, when from watching the movie and reading the book, it's pretty fucking sim like spot right, on. You think? Yeah, because the the book is uh, it's this is titled Volume One, but the this volume is, is there's the only movie. one volume. It's the start and finish. Yeah, yeah it's it's the story. Um, but I was kind of giving you the synopsis for people that don't know. It's about uh, a married couple who are both sheriffs of this small town in Alaska called Barrow, uh, B A R R O uh, W. And it is this small Latin town that for about a month every year, the sun goes below the horizon and just never rises. That's just Alaska. Yeah, it's just dark uh, for 30 days. <sighs> Hence the name, 30 days of night. And uh, unfortunately for them, a, I don't know if you call it like a, a gang, I guess, of vampires besets the town. Uh, and obviously... That's not good because there's no sun. <laughs> yeah, they got 30 days to roam. To just, yeah, run the thing. And uh, it is very, like, <laughs> the very few survivors because it's a, a bloodbath at yeah. first. And we're just going to, like, hide in the basement of this house and hope that they don't Check it. find us. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, hope we can make it till, till the sun comes up, you know. Man, I'll get my wooden stake. Maybe they try that. Get my silver bullet. Maybe they even try shooting him in the head. Grab my garlic. <laughs> yeah, right. Get my garlic. And, and it's that thing of like, it, it does do a neat thing where, um, to kind of spoil it a little bit, one of the vampires that shows up later than the rest of the gang seems like he's famous amongst vampires. Where it's like, oh man, he he showed up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. He's here, and he's kind of like, you fucking idiots. You know, and he's mad at them because this is too big of a an event to have happen. Uh, and it's going to he's like, do you know how many centuries it's taken for us to return to myth? You know, so it plays with the idea of like way back when we used to genuinely be afraid of vampires. And right, like, right. You know, we used to dig people up and put a stake through their heart because we uh, she's been getting up and drinking people's blood, you know, and things like that. We used to genuinely believe that vampires existed. And now, obviously, we're like, it's just a myth, you know. Right, yeah, How silly of us, you know. And this is basically saying, what if vampires always have been real and they've just managed to lay low long enough that they're a myth and they can attack, feed, 
a little bit here and there, the homeless, things like that, you know, people that won't be missed. Right. And then that's how they've survived. And he's mad that <laughs> this is going to draw too much attention. The vampires taking control of our homeless situation. Right. Yeah. They just, where did all the homeless people go? I don't know, man. There's just a guy just fully looks like a tick. He's just so bloated with blood. Um, but no, it is, fingers. the art on this is really wild. Um, and, and in fact, the story of this is really wild. Not the story of the book itself, but the story of making it. Apparently, and at the end of this volume, it shows you it's a script uh-huh. for a movie that the guy pitched and got turned down. So then he and a buddy turned it into a graphic novel that got so popular that it got picked up by Sony and turned into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Where I guess they, need to, they just needed to see that. It, oh, you know what? People are interested in that. Yeah. yeah, it didn't sound good to them on paper, but hey, people liked it. So I guess we'll we'll do it. I'm glad that he was able to do that, though. Hopefully he got a big share of that profit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the art's really unique on it. Very um, almost watercolory. Okay. There's not a lot of detail in the faces and stuff. I do want to show you. There's one frame in this that I was like, yo, that's slapping. That's spoopy. <laughs> that was involuntary. <laughs> it's like a burp, but like it didn't really burp. It just. Uh, it's like someone's tongue in your ass, dude. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Pardon. Uh, I'm sad. Pardon. Good night. Oh my god, that looks terrifying. Yeah. But the movie, if I recall correctly, pretty good movie. Like, I remember it. I don't have to watch it. Yeah. And so, I think that leads us into uh, what you've been thinking about, Chris. Well, I've been kind of sick. You've been sick today. Hold on. Sleep today. I'm a day-by-day kind of guy. You know me. Come on now. I don't think. You're hour by hour. Exactly. This hour, I don't feel kind of sleepy. You're damn near goldfish level. Like, if it ain't in front of you. What'd you say? Huh? Huh? (laughs) What were we talking about? Eh? French Montana. Montana. <laughs> uh, no, I've recently been that, getting... <laughs> that can't be pleasant to hear. I apologize. No. I've recently been getting into UFC. I don't know why. I'm not really a big fighter, Like, nor do I ever really watch fighting stuff. Oh, I do. But, like, I've been getting into, like, a hardcore UFC and, like, watching Sean O'Malley. Get on just... Worldstar, dude. Dude, get on Live League. Like... <laughs> you can just see... What's, uh, I can't think of the comedian's name. Uh... Sam, no, maybe not Sam. I can't say his name, but he talks about how the entire like Iraq war is just available online. You can see a lot of stuff on the internet. Yeah, <sighs> like not great stuff. Not, like it's Monday morning, and I'm yeah, and I'm seeing... watching somebody's last moments. Yeah, <laughs> the internet's wild, man. That's fucking nuts, bro. And like we were seeing that shit at like 13 mm-hmm. on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember like coming in gym. Coming in from the gym, like into the locker room, yeah. and like all my buddies, like, "Hey, buddy, take a look at this. Yeah, peep this." And, and it's, it's just, just someone some getting beheaded, accident, yeah, or like a fucking cartel killing. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and I'm just like, like in sixth grade, like, <laughs> yeah. all, right, "All right, I gotta cool. go to math now." Yeah, I just gotta exist as a child who saw death. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that was just Tuesday. Yeah, yep. How was school today, honey? Pretty good, man. But it's all right. <laughs> yeah. What'd you learn in school today? <laughs> Nothing. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I learned what someone's face looks like when it's no longer attached to their body. Yeah. 
but uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? What you've been thinking about? Yeah, UFC fights. You, UFC you said fight. Sean O'Malley. Yeah, Sean O'Malley. I watched McGregor get his shit rocked, which yeah. I was like, good. Good. He's I, a fucking. I don't like McGregor. Yeah, he's a he's a yeah, he's kind of a tool. He's man. a bitch. Yeah. He just like he's always getting in your face, and he just needs to be humble. He needs someone to humble his ass. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened because they got him in a submission too. Yeah. Which that's humiliating. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to you're gonna tap out? What a yeah, fucking, right. what a wuss wuss, huh? So I've been watching a bunch of stuff about that. And then I really did start uh, enjoying reading this comic. And I think I want to continue to read it and maybe, yeah. I don't know, keep reading comic books. I mean, yeah. I, and Especially it's something. Especially now that I got you signed into Comicsology, there's a whole bunch more comics available to you. And it's something I always, like, go back and forth of, of like, I want to I wanna read comics. I love comics, right? Yeah. And it's just like, I just don't have any. Yeah. And it's like, I got to drive to the comic book store to go get them. And yeah. it's like... And we don't have one close. No, we really don't. And so it's just like... <laughs> but no. Yeah. <laughs> right on your fingertips. Yeah. What about you, Colin? What have you been thinking about? I started a new job. So that's been pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. It's a work from home gig. Yer. Which is a hard adjustment. It's like it's It's been nice so far, but it is strange to yeah. like... I wore shorts and a t-shirt to work today. Yeah, I mean, because you've been a, a uniform and then it was casual. Well, I went for Or a uh, formal, not yeah. casual. Yeah, like collar. my last gig was like dress shoes and a tie, mm-hmm. you know. And now I'm like, I don't have shoes on right now. <laughs> it must be nice, dude. Yeah, it is. Um, The dogs don't like it, though. Because uh-uh. they're used to, oh, he's home, I can... Rome. Yeah, I can go be with them. And I'm like, nah, I've got the baby gate. At the Get off the me. And like poor Archie was banging on the gate. <laughs> Let me in. Let me in. And I had to holler down at him like, Archie, go lay down, buddy. Like, quit banging on that gate. He don't love you no more. <laughs> that's right. Go away. But uh, no, so that's been pretty cool. Um, I've been getting really into Ancestry. Yeah, Like yeah. the actual yeah, yeah. app. Ancestry.com. Uh, yeah, the, the, the service, I suppose. The website. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I did some genetic testing, and I think we found some, like... Some missing family Some missing stuff. family, yeah, that we were like... We knew there was a gap in the family from, like, adoption and stuff. And I think we found them. So that's pretty cool. I think it'd be pretty cool to find out from mine, because I don't know anything past my grandparents. Yeah. I, I mean, I know nothing. Yeah. I know my great... I know my grandfather's side, we weren't royalty, but we were nobles. Mm-hmm. At some point, yeah, like we were, we had some wealth. That's like I found out that I hadn't I had seen like, a fucking dime of that. Right? Yeah, that didn't fall through. No, it's like I've got a, a fucking Revolutionary War general that like f- made a fort and founded like the free state of this area. You know what I mean? And like opposed the Constitution of the United Alabama. States. Alabama. He didn't know. <laughs> You're it was on the wrong know, side. Yeah. I was like, oh no, no, it was out in Pennsylvania. Okay. So. And uh, yeah, like he opposed the Constitution. He liked the Articles of Confederation that they had before the Constitution. And so, like, was willing to take up arms to defend it, you know, like, fight against the Federalists and shit. And I'm like, what the hell? I was like, ah, you know what? We're, like, within eight hours of that fort. I should go see it. Yeah, man. But, um. We were talking, too. We both would really like to travel Europe. Yeah. And, like, go see, like, World War One, One battlefield. Yeah, like, yeah. just fights. And, and then you got like art, too. I mean, you oh figure my God. some I of would... the oldest architecture in the world is in that part of the world. Well, then, like, even, like, some of the, like, I'd love to see some original Van Gogh paintings, yeah. the Mona Lisa, a bunch of, like, If I could see work. Roman ruins, oh my, oh, my God. I would really, I mean, I think the most 
thing I'd get excited about, I think, is seeing a bunch of the stuff for Constantine. Yeah. Because I think his whole philosophy, which we won't get into because it yeah. dips into religion, and that's right. kind of a hot topic, but yeah. his whole, like, shtick yeah. of, like, how he conquered everything is so fascinating to me, and I think, like, what yeah. a strategic power play. Yeah, religion being a tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Using it against the people to make them join, yeah. so he has the numbers on them, and then yeah. they have no choice but to... Yep. We surrender, I guess. Yep. You know, so I, super fucking cool. Yeah, I'd love to go see Rome and uh, see like the Colosseum and stuff like that. And yeah. I mean, we both are really big into history. Yeah, I love learning about it. You like talking about it. I love yeah. learning about it because, like, yeah. I don't know. I just like learning. It. Like, I like hearing mm-hmm. about it and watching it and shit like that. Yeah, but. Which makes for really good one-sided conversations where I just tell you a lot of history. Yeah, and I, I mean, and yeah, I'm just like, cool with listening. Whoa. I'm like, right. yeah, man, that's cool. <laughs> like, that's, that's dope. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I just like listening about it. But, um, no, one of the things that we did run into with the ancestry is like, <laughs> you know, we were trying to figure out where a connection between someone that we knew in in our family that probably isn't genetically huh. family, but we've always thought they were. Yeah. Urban treated like we've all were. had that aunt or uncle. That's not really family, but well, ours is more like an entire line of our family oh. because my <laughs> grandfather on my father's side is adopted, uh-huh. and so we're like, and it seems like it was yeah, it's in the seventy or in the thirties in like back town Kentucky. <laughs> we're like, it definitely wasn't official, right? It was just like this is our baby now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we've always wondered like, how did his adoptive parents know his birth parents? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. Because they did in some fashion, as far as we know. And I made the 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 point that like, imagine somebody in eighty years looking back on our paper trails and going, "How does Chris fit in? He's not on any of the like. He doesn't show up on any of these documents as family yeah. or anything like that." But if you know, seventy years, eighty years down the line, you know, for some reason, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll if, if for some reason your line and our line are still like entangled well enough that they're like, well, they've just always been a part of the family. I don't know yeah, I guess where so. do they come from? You know what I mean? And then to try and look at the paper trail, you just kind of pop up out of nowhere. I do. Which I do. is kind of what I'm like, I'm honestly thinking that might be what happened here is that makes sense. There's no paper trail for this person because they weren't family. They were just good friends. And then they, you just, know, they knew this person, you know, maybe, <laughs> which makes it hard. Cause it's like, well, that's the part that you don't get to fill in is what happened in the moment. And so you have to play the detective work. That's been the really fun part is the detective work. I'd feel really bad if someone tried to do my ancestry. Let me learn about my great, great, great grandpa. And it's just a bunch of holograms because it's the future at that point. Sure. Of my dick and balls. Mm-hmm. I was what if they find my skits from high school that I made? Right. And that's... That's what they see of me. That's the thing that gets me is like there's a very neat, like I've seen World War One draft cards, you know, and like something about seeing someone's handwriting, yeah, from a hundred years ago is just wild to me. And like the little human things were uh-huh. like I saw, you know, because a lot of times they had like uh, like the wife would sign the husband's draft cards uh-huh. and things like that. I was like, yes, I am the next of kin or whatever. And I saw her filling out. That's what it was. It wasn't his draft card. It was his. uh Death certificate. And she was writing something in and like didn't leave enough room. And so like the the last word was like kind of squished in. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about like that's a very like that's shit we do. You know what I mean? It's, right, it's, yeah. it's very humanizing. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You right. Know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it seems abstract because you don't get to see the person. You're just looking at papers that they've touched. But I mean, they still the same struggles we the, did. Right. Yeah. And then to see that writing, you're like, yeah. not a whole lot's changed. Yeah, you Humanity know yeah. doesn't change. Yeah. I don't know. I got a little poetic, but yeah. 
That's it. That's what I've been thinking about. Well, before we start crying. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've been cry. telling you, I'm, I'm feeling you a good, a good cry, cry coming, coming up. up. I'm not sure when, I'm not sure how, but it's just going to happen I'll when give it you does. A reason to cry. Huh? I said I'll give you a reason to cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. If you like this episode, be sure to give us a great review on iTunes. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening to this one. Uh, make sure that you share us on social medias. Uh-huh. Spread us like the plague. Yep. Uh, the good word. The good word. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be a good word. It can just be a fine word. It be... As long as it's not a bad word. Though I don't know. They say bad publicity is still publicity. Did I say publicity? Publicity. You know what I'm talking about. Pubic. The publicity. 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 No. Make sure that you're liking, following, subscribing on your audio streaming service of choice. That way you get notified when we post new episodes. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you can interact with us on social medias. Let us know what comic books you like that are horrifying. Yeah. How would they do that? Yeah, you can always take a look at our socials. Our Facebook and Instagram is Simply Well Podcast. You can uh, always take a look at our Twitter handle. Our Twitter is Well underscore Simply. Or you can always send us an email of uh, recommendations that you have, just some favorite comic books, death threats, anything like that at mm-hmm. the Simply Mailbag at gmail.com. That's right. So next week, we are going to watch uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> and I think we're going to watch 30 Days a Night. Yeah, I, I'd be down for that. Because then we get to have the best of both worlds, where it's like, <coughs> I'm hoping that Blood and Honey is so bad it's good. But I got I'm, a feeling it's going to be so bad. It's but I got I'm a feeling it's going to be bad. Like, yeah, that's oh, it's, it. it's bad. That's, like, it's not, not even funny. It's just like, wow. Yeah, it's got like a 1.2 on IMDb and like a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's going to be bad. Yeah. But I'm hoping it's so bad it's impressive. Like The Room. Yeah. Um, and then if it's not, we've still got a good one as far as I remember. Yeah. Uh, and from what I was reading, it sounds like people remember the movie fondly. 30 Days a Night. And it's kind of cool because you don't really have, you didn't know what it was. I never heard of it. I was five when it came out, so. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. You read it to the baby. Uh, and then the week after that, I think we're going to do Killers of the Flower Moon, which came out. Dude, that looks uh, so fucking good. Yeah, and apparently it's one, uh, people are saying. I hear it's great. Yeah, people are saying it's one of the better Scorsese films. Good. Uh, in a long ass time. It so. looks so good. Yeah. Though I, it is like three and a half hours long. It looks so, like a long movie. Yeah, yeah we'll have so, to buckle so up for like, it. Yeah, prepare for it. Schedule Wear it. sweats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and an adult diapers. Yeah, no, like, well, normally when we go up, we'll go after work or something, and I'll be in my dress clothes. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah, can't well, be doing that. Uh-huh. No, we'll only we'll bring to. a spare change if anything. Yeah, but that's uh, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, I think it is. Bye. Everybody, bye, Chris. At the same time, one, two, three, bye. <laughs>